What's up, everybody? Hello, and welcome to episode number 127 of the VK Bros with the VK Bros, Jason and Alex Von Cannell. How are you this evening, Alex? Well, I'm hungry because you don't usually, you're not usually on time for these things. And I've had, uh, I've been making my own pizzas tonight. Mm-hmm. And then I had I made Tasha's pizza, and then we had issues with the oven. The oven just keeps switching on and off and on and off and on and off. So I've currently got my dinner in the oven, right? And then you text me like bang on seven thirty and mm-hmm. said, "Hey, like I'm on," and I'm like, "Damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, for once the kids were actually fairly well semi-compliant with going to bed on time, which was nice. Uh, it's a shame to hear that you're having appliance issues after my appliance issue that I had. Did I talk about that on last week's pod? Yeah. Have you had your dishwasher replaced yet? Yesterday. Did you fix it? Well, replaced or no? No, just just fixed. I had to stop a, a minor fault, which may rear its head again, and we'll need a replacement. But we'll see what happens. But yeah, to uh, have to wash the dishes of four people like a pauper for the last week and a half, on top of all the other things that you're trying to do with the kids and stuff like that, nightmare. It's a nightmare. <laughs> this, this shows you the importance of like progress in society, right? Like you, you take these things for granted until they're taken away from you. Okay, that's really funny that you say that because here's a bugbear that I have, mm-hmm. right, with, with some other stuff that people are talking about. I totally agree with you. As a society, we need to progress further and further and further. Mm-hmm. So the fact that people are saying stuff like uh, conserve <laughs> power... Um, don't travel as much, don't do this, don't do that. Yeah. To, like, no, get the technology so much better. Like, to, like, figure it out so we can progress, not regress. I don't want to regress. I want to progress. Yeah, you, your sentiment on that is 100% correct. And it is, the, the point that you've just brought up is the exact problem with what I would call the climate change uh, scam. And so just to, just to clarify, like just since we've just jumped onto this topic, um, climate change, I believe that the climate changes uh, because the earth is a living organism and just like we change on a day-to-day basis, the earth is going to change, it's going to go in cycles, it's going to do its thing. Oftentimes if something changes, things can adapt around it and you know, things fluctuate all the time. So I believe that climate itself changing is a very, very real thing. What I believe is the climate change scam is the reaction that people have to potential changes in climate and blaming that on certain activities, which are then used as the justification to either control our the way that we live or increase prices on things, increase taxes on things, um, reduce our overall quality of life for some... Uh, unproven uh end and and the biggest problem that that like i said that you just brought up with the whole progress thing is it's all well and good for the western world to be like oh like we need to cut back on fossil fuels and blah 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 well fossil fuels really is what brought us to the level of uh living that we've got right now so if you're saying that at at today's day the entire world needs to not only uh pause what they're currently using but actually regress back to using less fossil fuels it means you're literally dooming the the um third world into staying in the third world and never being able to enjoy the quality of life improvements that we have via fossil fuels yeah i i feel that sentiment out there when i talk to people about uh climate it's very much like oh we like like we have to do more and we have to do this and blah 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 and I actually they have not thought about the third world like they have mm. no consideration for them technology do. will set us free so if we like the the faster we can upgrade technologically mm-hmm. the faster we can all move on with society that's right and when you look at the other scamming elements to the climate change scam is things like you know, ESG scores, environmental and social governance scores in America. Tesla is not even rated uh, as far as ESG scores go. They have, they, Tesla is, do, they did the thing that the Greenies wanted people to do for decades. ESG's been cancelled. Has it? Yep. Yep. No. It does, yeah, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Really? It doesn't work. Any, yeah, 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 yeah. According, yeah. Well, it, when, when did this happen? 
like only a month ago. No, they're no longer counting ESG scores anymore. For oh, for now until no, because I think it was a I think it was a BlackRock initiative. And oh, well, that anymore. would make sense for sure. Mm. Because one, of, I'm pretty sure at the time, like within the last month, one of the highest rated uh, ESG scores was one of the big oil companies because they yeah, bought BP. the most carbon credits. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's the stuff like that where I go, it, like the, the, the climate change stuff to me is extremely similar to the COVID scam. So you took, yeah. you take something where uh, you control the flow of data to the people and you only show them the things that you want them to see and you deliberately withhold a bunch of things that you don't want them to see. Yep. And that's one of the things that Jared Rennick's been banging on about in Senate estimates hearings for the last 12 months is that the Bureau of Meteorology in Australia, they do not, like when they say, oh, the temperatures are tracking up, they do not give us the raw data set on temperatures. They give us a homogenized data set. So in other yep. words, it is a tampered with data set. So if you actually want to show people that the um, the climate is heating over time just show them the raw data of what the temperatures are but that's unfortunately not going to suit the narrative so they have to show a, a completely homogenized data set and i was actually listening to a podcast today funnily enough like we weren't even we didn't even discuss talking about climate change before we started this episode but i was listening to a podcast you're today. not supposed to call it climate change anymore oh what's it called now the climate catastrophe oh the climate catastrophe that or makes... the climate emergency so I was listening to Jordan Peterson's podcast, which is ironic because he is someone we plan on talking about today. And he had, so from Friday, so it's his most latest episode, he had a guy on called Dr. Richard Lindzen. And the episode is called What Does the Science Say? Ding, 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 ding. Um, and basically, this so uh, uh, here's the blurb so dr jordan b peterson and dr richard lindzen dive into the facts of climate change the models used to predict it models keyword yeah the dismal state of academia and the politicized world of professional science professional in quotation marks richard lindzen is a dynamical meteorologist he has contributed to the development of theories for the hadley circulation hydrodynamic instability theory internal gravity waves atmospheric tides and the quasi-biennial oscillation of the stratosphere his current research is focused on climate sensitivity the role of cirrus clouds in climate and the determination of the tropics to pole temperature difference he has attained multiple degrees from Harvard University and won multiple awards in his field of study, such as the Jules Charney Award for Highly Significant Research in the Atmospheric Sciences. Between 1983 and 2013, he was the Alfred P. Sloan Professor of Atmospheric Sciences at MIT, where he earned emeritus status in July of 2013. So in other words, the guy has the credentials. The guy is 100% completely legit. And do you know what he said about uh, human-caused climate change? What? It's bullshit. And the whole thing is a, is a hoax, which is designed to make people part with money. And one of the interesting things that he said, because um, obviously in that blurb it says he started back in 1983. Uh, back in the 80s, there was no one called themselves a climate science, a scientist. Like what he was saying was that a lot of people who, who ended up studying climate science were actually... Um, what, what would he be called? They were surplus people who went, who originally went into things like just basic science and physics, right. who then, or, or mathematics and physics, who then just sort of jumped over to, to climate because maybe the jobs weren't available or something like that. So they were high quality data people who then went into that. But there would have been, you know, no one who actually referred themselves as a climate scientist. And then he goes, now you fought, fast forward until now, and uh, most of the people who consider themselves climate scientists have absolutely no grounding in real science or the physics behind it all and they make all of these wild claims which are completely unsubstantiated so if you are it's just it's literally just punching in details into a model that um that makes you whoever whoever's paying your bills um yes and that's what he said too he, he also did say that even, um, I think it was like the late 90s, he started publishing. He's published something like 250 different papers on this. 
and it was in the late 90s that he published a paper which went started going against the climate catastrophe narrative because you got to think late 90s that was when you were coming into Al Gore sort of territory mm-hmm. when <clears throat> man bear pig first became a thing and he he had a paper which got published in a medi- in a scientific journal and the next day after it got published that editor got fired and then the next paper he published, the exact same thing happened. Editor published it, and the next day after that, editor got fired. And that's when he started going, okay, well, I can see where this is going. This ain't no top bullshit. Um, <laughs> it's, if, like, what What do you think, what's the main, what do people want you to do to be environmentally conscious in today's world where we live? What, what do they want? They want you to reduce anything that uh, produces carbon dioxide. Yeah, and, and in a big way, how do you do that? Uh, they want you What's to... What's the function? Well, they want you to stop driving cars. They want you to stop... They want you to stop driving petrol cars. Petrol they cars. Want you, and they want you to buy a electric car. Yeah. Well, here we go. That's where, you, that's where your electric car's battery comes from. Mm-hmm. Say hi to these uh, 15,000 Congolese um, kids. Yep. Uh, working in these pits. Mm-hmm. Um, here, there's a video of it. Uh, there's a video of it here. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Does that look environmentally friendly to you? Well, at least Greta Thunberg recycles her pizza boxes. Now, she gets troll of the year. She won that stout. <laughs> She, her, she, her media team gets trial of the year. I don't think she did that all by herself. I reckon she did. It wasn't. Uh, that's not a. I could have come up with that. Yeah, yeah, you I could. I need have. a media team you're, to say send send you're me funny. an email to, to <laughs> Small Dick Energy <laughs> at getalife.com. Yeah. That's gold. And then when his that was a slight was really miss, bad. Though. His comeback was a little bit. It was pretty lame. It was pathetic. And um, he shouldn't. He, he shouldn't have sought her out to fight her anyway. Because he got eviscerated. He's in jail now because of, like, not because of her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but it's funny now. that it happened like that. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah. The the, sl- now, the slight miss, though, on her thing was that she's literally saying that her her own personal email address was smalldickenergy at getalife.com. Nah, that's nerd shit. That's nerd <laughs> shit. That's a hey, nerd's interpretation. You know me, bro. The, the devil's in the details. Nah. No, no, no. That is a gold joke. It was perfectly timed. No, no fluff. Yeah. Just hit right to the point. It was great. She, she like Greta one, Greta two. Uh, Andrew Tate jail. <laughs> is okay. It... Yeah. Anyway, move on. Speaking of technology, mm-hmm. uh, we spoke about this last time, but I couldn't get it to work, and I, I've had a bit of more of a play. And it's this Chat GPT. So if you still haven't heard about ChatGPT or looked at it, you have to, you have to, you have to, you have to, because this is going to be, it's not going to kill Google. Google's too big to have too much money, but Mm -hmm. Google's going to have to respond and we're all going to benefit because of it. Now, what I will do is I can pull up, here we go. Okay. So the interface is very boring. Basically, you set up an account on OpenAI. Mm -hmm. OpenAI is the company that, that has it. Oh, you were right too. Um, Elon Musk was a, an initial investor in this. Interesting. In, in, yeah, okay. in, sorry, in OpenAI specifically. Yeah. yeah. And this is basically what the what the thing looks like. But give ask give me a question that you would type into Google. I don't like ask, on a, I don't ask Google on for a anything. Thing. But like, uh, like, <laughs> sorry. What what would you punch into a search engine? Uh, what are the ingredients of Pfizer's mRNA vaccine. <laughs> Let's see what comes up. <laughs> this won't come up because now this was only trained up to 2021. It, so it should come up then. Hold on. <clears throat> so for, do you want to read it? Um, yeah, it's a bit small. So I'll, I'll... Can I make it? Yeah, can you make it any bigger? Uh, oops. I know. There we go. Okay, so I typed in. I typed in. What are the ingredients in a Pfizer COVID vaccine? Yeah, and Chat oh. GPT is. <laughs> well, here we go. 
So they replied saying, the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine is a two-dose vaccine that contains a small piece of the SARS-CoV-2 virus's genetic material called messenger RNA. Uh, hold on. Called messenger RNA or mRNA in brackets. The mRNA in the vaccine is encased in a lipid nanoparticle which helps protect the mRNA and helps it enter cells. The vaccine also contains various ingredients to stabilize the mRNA and liquid nanoparticles as well as to help ensure the vaccine is safe and effective. Some of the ingredients in the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine include lipid nanoparticles. These are tiny particles made of lipids, fats that help protect the mRNA and help it enter cells. Sodium chloride. This is a common salt that is used to help stabilize the mRNA. Potassium chloride. This is another common salt that is used to help stabilize the mRNA. Monobasic potassium phosphate. This is a compound that is used to help stabilize the mRNA. Dibasic sodium phosphate dihydrate. This is another compound that is used to help stabilize the mRNA. Sucrose. This is a simple sugar that is used to help stabilize the lipid nanoparticles. Water. Water is used to dissolve the various ingredients and to help create the final vaccine product. It's important to note that the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine does not contain any live virus and cannot cause COVID-19. The vaccine is designed to help your body build immunity to SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19, by helping your body recognize and fight the virus if you are exposed to it in the future. Okay, tell me that you're not impressed by that that response. I look, I'm definitely impressed with that. Um, yeah. But you were saying the other day that this thing is trained. I was listening to No Agenda from yesterday, and they were yeah. Adam Curry was saying that he believes that this scrapes the internet in real no, time. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. Okay, interesting. Uh, so, so we can test it. Uh, what, what? was last week's um, weather forecast. Yeah. Okay, go. my training it's, data it's, only goes up until 2021. I don't have the ability to browse the internet. Oh, okay. Or access yeah. current So I think it was trained on the internet and now it's been... like the So, been so up until when in, in 2021? Don't know. Ask it. This is riveting stuff for our uh, audio listeners. It, it understands contact too. So I said, when in 2021? And I said, my, my training data goes up to September, September 2021, 2021. So I don't have anything. So that's why it's saying that Pfizer-BioNTech is a two-dose vaccine series. Okay, so check this out. Check this out, right? Um, <laughs> right. Me a program in java that uh, that calculates um uh, uh no 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 a job no make me a program in java make me a poker game in java so you guys so sure this, here's a simple implementation of a poker game in Java, this code creates a card class, a deck class, and a poker class. Now, for, for audio viewers, it's literally writing the code out within a box that you could copy and paste. Dude. Yeah. Is, are you impressed by that? Oh, totally, totally. And, and I think that this is one of the biggest uh, implementations of this program is... Even just simple things of updating old programs to new programs with new mm. new languages. Um, I also was uh, I was listening to a little bit more about this stuff recently, and it was talking about things like apparently there's a and it's not ChatGPT; it's one of the other AIs that's available at the moment. There is a court case going ahead in America next month using the first ever AI lawyer, which which they are charging $12 a month for. <laughs> so, okay. So this this is where... That's really interesting. So two, two, two things. The book that I'm reading talks about something similar, okay? Yep. The, but I read an article, it must be 10 years ago now, that said that uh, automation is going to take over not the low yield low paying jobs but the high paying jobs 
Now, we haven't right. seen that, right? Mostly, like, automation has gone for, like, everyone seems to be focusing on, like, farm workers, yeah. transport. Blue-collar like stuff. Yeah, right? That seems to be the thing. Mm. Now, when, in this article, it had said that it makes sense for an artificial intelligence to be a lawyer because an AI can look at all the source data that's ever been created and scrape and it's it's better at finding like search words than what paying a room full of interns yeah to do right yeah um so the fact that but we haven't really seen a lot of that until obviously until now mm. so that's that's interesting um you know to think that programmers could potentially be out of the job because you could you can now instead of paying a program 140 grand a year you could go and like punch it into an AI and get it made for you. Yeah. So this is, it, it is an absolute game changer. Oh, they, they, they are using it for, in applications for, um, for health. Now I know that no agenda was bagging it, but in the application that I was reading about makes far more sense, which is like, if you had biopsy data, so biopsy like pictures, for example, Mm-hmm. You could feed it into an AI, and an AI could zoom in and scan and and find abnormalities within, like CT scans or or, or whatever, mm-hmm. much better, much more accurately than what a human could do. Yeah, well, there's uh, I saw something on the news the other day. If if you're done with that, just flick back to the other screen for a sec. Um, but I saw something on the other new on the news the other day about there is new uh, skin cancer screening. Um, technology they're looking at bringing into hospitals, thing they're trialing yeah, in Queensland same, at the moment. Same deal. Yeah, so it basically takes one photo of your entire body, and the computer analyzes all the different blemishes and stuff in your skin, and is much better at actually locating skin cancers. So there's okay. So there's an example. That's where look, you could save the environment mm-hmm. by getting a computer to do what you'd have hundreds of people nationwide thousands of people hundreds of thousands of people worldwide mm-hmm. analyzing those kinds of things yeah instead of someone having to drive to work to go do it mm-hmm. get an ai to do it that's that's the definition of that's why that's why that's what progress is yeah yeah so add technologies to make life better and use the computers for what they're designed to do yeah and and the the keep talking i'm going to check something i can't hear you okay cool the the gut reaction to that sort of mentality is always, oh, but that means that people are going to lose jobs, they're going to lose income, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's one of the main reasons why people generally think of these things in the terms of losing blue-collar work because they're typically the workers that are the most vulnerable because they don't have as much money uh, or savings to be able to fall back on. But what, what this allows you to do is if you've got an AI which takes over all of the... And again, whether it's shit work or high paid work, if it takes over that, well, that causes us, the human brain, to innovate again. And then you will just, we just move to that next level where all of a sudden whole new industries will will spring up because like, I mean, you, you, how, how many people did we hire in car dealerships to do data entry? Dude, I ended up being, being I was a sales manager and ended up doing data yeah. entry. It was crazy. It was yeah. part of the reason why I left. So obviously yeah. the next step to stuff like this is going to be your chat GPT or AI assistant is just going to listen to the conversations that you're having and it's going to be pulling all of the data and uh, numbers out of what you're saying to your staff member, for example, and it's just going to be pre-filling the spreadsheets to like, all of that data entry stuff will be taken away from you, which will be a yeah, massive sure. productivity increase. I can't, I can't wait for that. I can't wait for that. So I think that's, yeah. I do think that's really important. I do think it has some synergies with the with the climate uh, alarmist issue because there mm-hmm. is an example where put some smart eggs in a room, you can come up with something like that. You can really change the world. <laughs> yeah. And that, I mean, imagine what that could do for. Like, what if you're an emerging... What if you're a, a third world country that uh, ha- doesn't have to go through the evolution that the West has, the rich West, yeah. in terms of the bullshit programming, whatever, mm-hmm. to be able to go to that? They get supercharged yeah. by that. They could leapfrog 
because they're going to have a different mentality on how like how to mechanize this mm-hmm. and it, it like it could completely level the playing field it's mm-hmm. really special so mm-hmm. there's that there's um there's things like um oh okay <laughs> i used it today so i have a spreadsheet that i run to manage your kids bitcoin stash that i buy for them yep right and something i've always wanted is so I, I know how much it is in Satoshi's or, or, or in Bitcoin, mm-hmm. but I want I wanted to plug in what the live uh, Bitcoin price was. Oh yeah, yeah. And I googled it thirty times. I've been trying to do it for six months, right? Yep. On and off, on and off, on and off. Couldn't do it. I literally asked ChatGPT today, and it gave me the script. I copied and pasted it. It gave me the USD version. I just changed USD to AUD. Mm-hmm done yeah right so something that i've had say 10 goes at i got done in 20 seconds yeah and like that's that's the positive practical application of these things like they really are going to be life changes now with every life-changing technology comes potential downsides and drawbacks too so in your opinion being someone who's heavily into this space Mm. What do you think of the potential downsides of this either chat GPT or other AIs in the near future? Look, I just think that people... Is your baby crying or is that... Nope. Must be near me. Sorry. Um, (laughs) I think that because most people never zoom out and look at, at life look at themselves in the frame of like in the bigger scheme of things mm-hmm. people will snooze and they'll miss the boat like okay for example if you go and if you went and studied a law degree now if you started a law degree now yeah and you didn't expose yourself or make yourself valuable for example understand how to use the ai right yeah then you have very little value mm-hmm. once ai is in law yeah but if, if you were a young person now going, okay, I'm going to go study law, but I'm also going to study how to use AI, mm-hmm. and now I have something that no one else has going in, yeah. you will be in it. And, and, and That's right. You'll be at the right? forefront of it as an early Yeah, doctor. so if you're thinking about how to make opportune decisions with AI, you'll be, you'll be right. But most people don't. Most yeah. people are just going to sit there and wait for the train to hit them. Yeah. Um, or and, and, on, on the flip side too, people are inherently lazy. So there's, there is going to be a large percentage of people who use ChatGPT to scoot, like just skate through their lives. So whether it's why know, wouldn't you? school students using it to write their assignments, same with uni. Um, I know that there's a lot of journalists using it at the moment where you might have a journalist in a foreign country with a foreign language who just looks up a Washington Post article and says, hey, ChatGPT, translate this into my native language. And then, bang! I've got an article which I can post up. Like, Dude, I'll, I, let me let me let me post here. I'll put it back up, and I want to try this. While you bring that up, so, I'm just gonna just want to say what my sort of main concern with this is. This is the absolute next level of when our teachers used to say, "Oh, you're not going to have a calculator in your pocket." Uh, and then we got yeah. a calculator in our pocket and then the problem was that because everyone has access to the calculator a lot of younger people do not understand the basics of mathematics themselves therefore they've got no reference point to be able to check against the calculator so they just have to yeah, trust whatever the calculator says yeah. and unfortunately as we've already seen with chat GPT this will be the next manipulation tool which gets used into changing the way people think because it already they, has yeah it already has because it's already got climate stuff built into it it's already got okay so i've just done this write a news article that would appear in the washington post a story about children working cobalt mines in the congo and it has created a title children as young as seven working hazards cobalt mines in congo <laughs> and it's currently writing an article and it makes sense or the yeah. grammar's good um, this, it, we don't even need, need to read it. It's still writing it now. Yeah, you could copy and paste that. You could have a blog. You could have an AI blog if you just ask it the right questions. Now that's that's where I struggled with when I first started using it. I couldn't get it to do anything except write scripts. I was like, who wants this? Now check this out. Um, actually, Can sorry. You, wait, 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 wait. Can you write it in a more positive 
Phone. Right, okay, so it changed the title Children as Young as Seven Working in Hazardous Cobalt Mines in Congo yep. to Initiative aims to improve conditions for children working in Congolese cobalt mines. Yeah, and, and for all of our audio listeners, what you need to understand is this is writing full articles. So yeah. we're talking five to six paragraphs, articles, and it's just spitting them out straight away. But just to get back to the point that we're on before, write in, can you go back to and ask it yep. to uh, write an article about the benefits of fossil fuels? Write an article about the benefits benefits of fossil fuels. This will be interesting. So the title, The Many Benefits of Fossil Fuels. And then it's what's going. Okay, so it is actually writing one. Because I saw something recently about someone had asked it a similar question. And I can't remember if it exactly was about fossil fuels or if it was something maybe it was against the climate change narrative or something like that and it was like i'm sorry i cannot write like whatever the the response was yeah it might be one of the other ais but but this one i would just say had a little bit of a tone of it but it hasn't been um but dude like that Mm. this is game changing okay so now what if i said uh can you give me um best search engine seo search engine optimization words to help uh put this to the top of search and it's now it's it's giving me the best way to 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 use search engine optimization. Yeah, so there, there's obviously a million different applications for this and it is going to be a game changer. And that's why I like what you said last week about how Google literally is just like, we need to do something in the AI space today yeah. because otherwise we're going to miss the boat because this is going to be huge. Do you know what I like about it? And this is the part that's probably slept on the most. When you search in Google, and, and we say Google stuff, Mm-hmm. But we really need to get away from it. Yeah. Google now is the equivalent of if you asked me a question on the street and I handed you the encyclopedia and pointed at like the general area, right? You still have to now go find it. You get lists, you get a pages and pages and pages of, of, of uh, information, but it doesn't tell you the answer. It shows you people that know the answer. Yeah, but it, obviously, this, depending on the subject the question, too, it's, the it's more like you're asking someone in the street and they have to call the police first to ask if they're allowed to tell you that information no, no, but, or not. But all, but all jokes aside, you see what I mean? It's actually removed the step. Hmm. When, and, and if you think about how we've trained ourselves since um, search engines have come around, we think Google answers everything. But it doesn't. It actually doesn't. It shows you a page. Of, it shows you lists of pages that you now have to go in and find. Yeah, but in a way, is that not better? It when it comes to actually trying to find out what the truth really is, is that not better? Because the problem is with something like an AI, and an AI could potentially be like a computer model, right? And mm-hmm. if at least with the search engine uh, way of searching, you then have to go through and piece through different pages and try to find the, the correct information and sort of decide what's real and what's not based on a whole bunch of different parameters. Like, for example, let's say that ChatGPT was trained on all of the information available on the internet up until September 2021, which is what I'm assuming it was along those sorts of lines. Mm. It it would be very difficult to program it to know what was real, what was fake. So then if you've only got the one source, which like, let's say you only go to chat GBT and you ask it a question and it just spits out an answer, just assuming that's the correct answer without having other options to be able to look at or, sure. or, or, you know, like what we talk about all the time, if you see certain articles, you need to scroll down to the bottom and see who the conflicts of interest are, who's paying for the article, like all of those things, because that context is really important. Well, that's this isn't supposed to do that. AI is supposed to have... It's, 
I heard it put best like this. Imagine a program had read encyclopedias, mm-hmm. okay, and then they can now build, uh, they can they can talk to themselves about about issues yeah. and run through issues to see and then to see if it's like if that makes sense or not. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to really, Google is just the yellow pages of answers. You should go on a chat GPT and be like rewrite the Australian tax code to be relevant in 2023. The Australian... You have to switch the screen. ...tax code to make it relevant today. Because this is the sort of stuff that I think about. It's like, could you use an AI like this to rewrite the tax code? It It doesn't know Australian tax code. Okay. But, like, let's once these things get better... Could you use it to rewrite the tax code? Could you use it to... Could you say, uh, go through and rem- like the entire... Like every law in a country and remove any redundant laws? And just like... Um, 100% you could. And yeah. this is not a new concept. Uh, uh, in... Neon Genesis had this concept, didn't it? I spelled it wrong. So the their concept that they had three artificial intelligence. So mm-hmm. they they had the same con- they expressed the same concern that you did. Okay. Yeah. Where you have an AI that's just programmed one way. Mm-hmm. So people have already spoken about that because that 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 um, shows must be thirty or forty years old, right? Yeah, it'd be 30, 30 years old. So they had three AIs. Yep. That, that were three different parts of the creator's um, psyche. Yeah, yeah. And then they all worked by themselves and then would they would spit out an answer and then it, it had to get consensus between the two. Mm-hmm. Now, I did just ask ChatGPT about it and it answered, <laughs> like, uh, in a lot of detail. But that's, I mean, that's what you're going to end up doing. You, you're going to have... Look, there, I could foresee a industry there'll be the google of ai's where there will be aggregators of artificial intelligence services to provide the most accurate answers available yeah because i i agree with you i think there will be some fuckery with these ai tools completely so you're gonna have to get a like the way to get a nuanced approach and i might try and buy the nuanced i think nuanced ai i think is going to be a great website on my bite um if you could add if you could plug all of them in and then get consensus across those is that not the best solution yeah and and this is why i you know the cynic in me just goes like we've already like everything we've been speaking about for the last few weeks in regards to things like the twitter files and the fbi controlling twitter and all those sorts of things just leads to the fact that governments around the world will not want to give up that level of control to anything. And an AI is probably even worse because, like, if the people could go to an AI to get real... Yeah, I've been beaten to it. Oh, have you? (laughs) Yeah, Microsoft. There you go. But yeah, if the people could be... could were Put it this way. If the people were able to go to an AI over the last two years and ask them real questions about COVID then the world would look completely different right now. And I don't think that governments are going to give up that level of power. Which well, is that's why this... you can't... But, but you can't stop it. You can, this though. is free. This is free. Yep. Nah, you can't stop it. Bullshit in, bullshit out. And that's what we've seen with the social media companies. They're, they're free for us to use as well. So what do they do? They just control it from the back end and they censored and fed in nonsense. And I fear that that's why I was saying that, like, at least with the search uh, function, you can go through and you can try to use your um, critical thinking skills to piece mm. out what's true and what's not. And I just, I just cannot, I can't think of a world where, after seeing what we've seen in the last two to three years, uh, these sorts of AIs are going to be able to be uh, to do their thing unmanipulated by. The powers of be. I think there will be manipulation, but there will be solutions. There will be like solutions will arise. 
Uh, and I think, in a way, if the kids, and this is a shout out to anyone with kids, you need to be teaching, <laughs> well, your kids need to be teaching themselves how to ask the right questions. Yeah. Um, because that is going to be so powerful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny because I was only talking to Tasha about it through the week. Her and I search on Google completely different ways. The questions I ask very specific questions. She asked. She, she does to what I think is the old school way of just putting the keywords in right. and getting getting the feed on the on the keywords. But I wanted to see like the specific question. If I want to see my specific question answered. Mm-hmm. But when I struggled with ChatGPT, that made me think, wow, like if you if you get good at this, like think of the leap forward you would have. Imagine the app, like, there's there's no job out there that could not use this tool. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you know that this is a, this is a potential goldmine for young people. Well, for everyone. You can, yeah. like, literally, just think, whatever, all of the listeners, whatever your current business is now, think of a question that you can go and ask ChatGPT. Well, I already thought for, I'm going to set up a blog part on my website. Yep. And get it to. I'm, I'm just going to write some articles there to help me with SEO. Mm-hmm. So I'm it just. I'll do that for free, so I don't have to pay for the Google AdWords. Yep. And I'll just search like rank higher and drive more traffic to my website. Mm-hmm. That's what, like that's there's an application of what I what I'm going to use for my business. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I genuinely think it's it is a, it is a game changer. I was not convinced at first, but I'm definitely 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 am now. Yep. And this is like these things only get better and like how useful is it going to be with things like how many times have you been like Alex and I grew up in a time when you would have an argument with someone about something and you would have to leave that argument with no one knowing who was right yeah yeah, yeah. because what you had Encyclopedia Britannica which you could refer to and if that didn't have the answers you you were fucked you had no idea and then the internet came along and you were able to uh, answer a lot of these questions and prevent a lot of these arguments, but still that, that had limitations and now it has even more limitations because we know how the internet's become so corrupted. Like, that's the other thing about people our age, Alex, that we're so lucky is that we saw the internet pre-corruption too. You know, we know what it used to be like when the whole uh, selling point of a search engine was it gave you the best results the fastest now it's gave you gives you curated results based on who spends yeah. most on ads. But I, I would also say that I'm seeing this. I'm having the same feeling again in the Web three space mm-hmm. that no one's no one's really dabbling with it. It's just us crypto nerds that are there. Yeah, yeah. And I can see very much a new, like a rebirth of the internet that reminds me. And, and it's I guess it's my age people doing it. Like they're mm. building that Web three. Uh, that infrastructure that universe the yeah. infrastructure is being built by people my age and i think a lot of the like it's a lot of it is harked back to okay let's get real again guys Let, let's decommercialize the internet let's not uh let's decentralize it let's everyone have their own piece of input let's make it open source i believe this open ai is all open source i believe that okay. anyone could grab the code and then apply it um i mean the fact that they've made it free there you go. There, yeah. there's, a, there's a start. Um, yeah, I, I look. I'm very positive for the future. I think this is. I think this is really good. The funny thing you said about the uh, everyone has answers now. Uh, something I've noticed more now than ever is I think young people, the young people that I hang around with, don't search as much as I thought they would. As right. in, you know how I said, like how asking the questions is the important part, and mm-hmm. knowing how to construct an answer. They don't even look. So, so you've right. got all the world's information in your pocket, and you could call upon it whenever you want. They don't. Really? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because like... sometimes, I mean, mm. I mean, like I'll, I'll just, I'll have a whiskey, and sit in front of YouTube, and like, <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'm doing a deep dive into plasmoid motors. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I could probably do a talk on it. Yeah. Oh, let's ask, let's ask chat GPT about plasmoids. <laughs> but, but yeah, you're right. And like, I think this is something that it, 
it is so important to want to be a lifelong learner. Like you, you will never know enough uh, about the world. There is so much to learn. There's so much to know. And like you said, it can be the most random things like plasmoid engines, for example. Well, this isn't going to be random. Plasmoid engines are going to be the chat. What chat GPT is to Google is going to be to engines. Right. It uses geometry. So shapes, right? It yep. uses shapes for minimal input of energy and convert just about any matter into energy. Apparently. Right. It's an Aussie guy that has, uh, what, as he said, I watched an interview with him, as he said, he's standing on the shoulders of giants, mm-hmm. such as Tesla. Yep. Tesla had made something similar before. Apparently, <laughs> apparently Nikola Tesla had driven a car this, like, hundreds of miles. And when he got back, J.P. Morgan was funding him the whole time. Right. The original J.P. Morgan. Yep. And then when he got back, J.P. goes, like, so this, it used ionized air from the sky. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I, I'm not going to be able to tax this. Yeah. So he pulled all the funding away. Yeah, I was just about to ask you, has this Aussie guy ever publicly stated that he doesn't want to kill himself? Yes, he has. <laughs> Good. Yes, he has. Good. He, so he's been working in secret for 10 years. He's been based in the Maldives. Yeah, right. And this information's only just come out in the last month or two. Um, he's using Randall Carlson to be his mouthpiece Randall Carlson yeah, from yeah. you know the song that goes on Rogan a lot. Yep, it's I think it's really really exciting stuff. Um, and I did ask Chat GPT, and it, it, it did answer. And I'll read it out for the nerds. A plasmoid engine is a type of propulsion system that uses plasma or ionized gas as propellant. Plasma is a highly energetic state of matter that is created when a gas is heated to extremely high temperatures, causing its atoms to become ionized and form a sea of free electrons and positive ions. Plasmoid engines work by generating a steam of a stream of plasma and using it to propel a, a spacecraft or other vehicle. They are often used in science fiction stories as a means of interstellar travel, as they are thought to be capable of reaching high speeds and traversing vast distances. However, plasmoid engines are still in the realm of science fiction and do not ha- or have not yet been developed for practical use. While plasma propulsion systems have been developed, for use in spacecraft, they're not powerful or efficient as other types of propulsion systems such as chemical rockets. Up until now. Mm. So we'll watch this space. Yeah, for sure. But but that's the thing, like this chat GPT, you can just use it as a learning tool. Like oh, for sure. just go on there yeah, and ask sure. questions about things that you don't know. Yep. Uh, I, I've got it up on my phone now. So so you, you do have to refresh it. So one of the tips to using it is it like if even if you just got the website sitting there. Mm-hmm. It, when it times out, it doesn't tell you it's timed out. So you just refresh the page. Oh, can you do one last thing before we move on to the next subject? Yeah. Can you just ask it, what is the definition of vaccine? Yep. And just flick screens again. Oops. You can read it. A vaccine is a biological preparation that provides immunity to a particular disease. It is a substance made from a killed or weakened form of a virus, bacteria, or other pathogen, or from a part of the pathogen's genetic material. When a vaccine is introduced into the body, it stimulates the immune system to recognize and fight the pathogen without causing the disease. Vaccines are used to prevent diseases that can be serious or even deadly, such as measles, polio, and influenza. They're given to people of all ages, from infants to the elderly, and are considered one of the most effective tools for preventing the spread of infectious diseases. There are several types of vaccines, including the live attenuated vaccines, inactivated vaccines, subunit vaccines, and recombinant vaccines. Each type of vaccine works in a different way and is used to protect against specific diseases. This is you the definition before they changed it. You, yeah, that what a what a pickup. That yeah. is very impressive. So, ladies See, and okay, gentlemen, that's what we're talking about. That's the right question. Right that's that question thing that we're talking about. Ask the right question. So, what Jason's done is is if you look, if you go to Google and type in what is a vaccine, and let's do that. Uh, definition, uh, definition of a vaccine. Let's see. Okay. Uh, uh, this is the same. 
that's weird. Have they changed it back? Surely not. Interesting. Well, well there it is. A substance used to stimulate immuni- immunity to a particular infectious disease or pathogen, typically prepared by any other inactivated or weakened form. That's the same, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, now, but uh, one more story. I'm starving. I need to go and eat, but mm-hmm. I want to... I just want to... I watched some news today and no one's... I didn't see it, this story listed, mm-hmm. but have you heard about the gang or the war on in Mexico right now? Now, as far as I'm aware, there's always gang wars going on in Mexico. I have yes. not heard anything specific in the media at all recently about specific gang-related violence in Mexico. Is there something so to So apparently, they, the police have arrested El Chapo's son. Right. And in response, the gang has come after him. Now, the first... This, is, this story has obviously progressed since I saw it this morning. Yep. But... Uh, the first video I saw was basically all these gang cars, um, like these F trucks, um, racing down the street. Oh, like, anyway, go and search for it. It is wild. It is, it is basically civil war that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some crazy, crazy, crazy footage of like, uh, uh, convoys of um, heavily armoured civilian like gang run vehicles being driven down the streets yep. um, there's footage of like the shootouts um, it's freaking crazy they, wild, apparently man. they took shots they used anti-aircraft missiles to shoot a um, Jesus. a passenger plane I, I think they missed it yep uh Dude, it is, it. I mean, it is wild, and this is happening like live. I think it. I think the last kill count I heard was like this: thirty people dead, and it's war. Like if you that's if lower watched... than I thought. Yeah, I wonder if, like you said, there's so much gang violence there that are, are the public just used to? It? All right, you know, get in, get in the bathtub. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but uh, there's, there's, there's footage of like these burnt out cars. Oh, here we go. There's just like gang. It's it's wild. It looks like Grand Theft Auto. And then you wonder why there's like millions of people trying to bail over the open border into America. Yeah. Just wild, yeah. eh? Um, I know- uh, check this one out. Check this one out. This, yeah. this video. I have seen this one. <clears throat> audio listeners there's these military at the top of the street and there's like a gathering at the bottom they, they're sneaking up watch this guy so they open fire okay so this guy slides down the stairs like a video fucking hell it's crazy it's just wild it's man crazy so wild so uh did I not have that up no, no, you did. Sure you did, you did, you did, you did. Okay. Because we, we could hear all the bullet shots and everything as well, too. Okay. Now I'm done. That's me. That's you. All right. The one one last thing I want to briefly mention, uh, because it's kind of important, is Jordan Peterson. Yep. So anyone who hasn't heard uh, in the news recently, Jordan Peterson is in the news again uh, because the Canadian government wants to, uh, in quotation marks, re-educate him on his social media commentary uh, and they're threatening essentially to take away his license to practice away. Yep. And what is wild is that the all this has essentially has come down to and we're not going to go into the absolute specifics of it we just want to go into the, the whole situation itself and the, um, the potential outcomes that can come from it but essentially what has happened is there's been like five or six people who have made complaints to the is it the Ontario College of Psychology or, or whatever the governing body is for psychologists in in Canada and they have complained based on tweets he has put out over the past however many years and due to these like five or six complaints 
they have decided that that's enough to constitute him potentially having his medical license removed, even though he's got millions of followers on social media, whether it's Twitter, YouTube, whatever. And Which shouldn't matter. If you broke the law, it shouldn't matter. Well, it's not breaking the law. These compl- no, no, no. If you broke the law, it shouldn't matter how many viewers... Uh, you have, right. That's what, I'm yeah. what what I'm saying, what the the point is, is that nothing he has said breaks any laws. It's just things that people aren't necessarily happy with hearing. Yeah, but you also know that um, Canada doesn't have free speech written into their constitution, right? Well, well, no. You I, can go. Okay. You can go to jail for jokes in Canada, right? So, so when you told me the story and that you want to talk about it, honestly, it's not surprising to me at all. Like that's that's like he he he's retweeted the opposition party stuff. I think that's where the heat's come from. Yeah, and they will be able to use parliamentary privilege mm-hmm. to to put that information out. But you as a as a citizen, you have no rights. You can go to jail for jokes. Yeah, you can go but, to jail for satire. But he's not being threatened with prison. They're just trying to remove his license so he can't practice. Yeah, but it's that you know. But that's now. The next, it, they, surely they're going to try and put him in jail. They're mm. going to do whatever they can. They hate him. The system hates him. Um, they're going to do whatever. I'm not surprised. I hope he fights it. I hope, well, well, he's obviously going to. He's fought everything yeah. else that he's he's done so far. But yeah. what what is is interesting about Jordan Peterson is he's got a lot of similar traits as one Andrew Tate. Like, both of those guys, Andrew Tate and Jordan Peterson, have appealed to young men for their messages. And their messages are literally about, take personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, all, of the, all of your problems that you're whinging about, you can fix. You just need to choose to. And a lot of them have posted a lot about seeing through the bullshit of whether it's been COVID, whether it's been... I mean, like I said, he had a... <laughs> uh, just alright so for audio listeners Alex has also come up with a good question to ask ChatGPT of what is a woman and funnily enough ChatGPT can answer a woman is a female human being the term woman is typically used to refer to an adult female although it can also be used to refer to girls who have reached puberty a woman is distinguished from a man by certain physical and biological characteristics such as the presence of breasts the ability get to get the fuck out of here uh, the ability to bear children and the production of estrogen and other hormones. In many societies, <laughs> women are expected to fulfill certain roles and responsibilities such as caring for children, managing the household and supporting their families. However, the roles and expectations placed on women can vary widely depending on cultural, social and historical factors. Now, yeah. <clears throat> chat GPT can answer that question. Yeah. The CHO of Australia, Dr. Brendan Murphy, when the vaccine rollout started, was asked that question by Alex Antic, uh, South Australian senator, in an estimates hearing, and he couldn't answer it. <laughs> AI, for the win. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so just, just to briefly get back to the Jordan Peterson thing, this is another example of the the state, so... The thing that the thing that really caught him out was he criticised Justin Trudeau's government, um, and by retweeting uh, the opposition leader, who's Pierre Polyver, his tweets, he retweeted them, and that's what brought him to the attention. And now you've got this whole campaign, this concerted effort to to publicly admonish him for wrong think. That's essentially what they're doing, because yep. they're requiring him to submit to retraining to be able to continue to practice as a psychologist. Yeah, that's like uh, gay conversion therapy. That's... 100%. Insane. His crime is wrong think. It's thinking the wrong yeah. thing and saying it out loud. And they So I asked ChatGPT, they do have free speech written into their constitution. However, freedom of speech is not absolute in Canada and there are certain limits to right of freedom of expression. The limits are justified on the grounds of public safety, order health or morals or the rights and freedoms of others yeah and that's where he's going to get smashed do you know what else isn't a foregone conclusion in canada which i only found out a few months ago the right to own private property oh yeah yeah yeah. i saw that Mm. yeah so any Uh, homeowners in canada if one of those other thing comes up which uh supersedes it as far as necessity goes which, when it's saying the rights of others, and you know Canada's 
Trudeau loves talking about climate change and poor people, well, maybe the rights of those other people will supersede your right to own your own property that you paid for. Well, I think you'll find Australia and New Zealand are the same. I think most uh, crown, like uh, British monarch-owned countries are yep. the same. Well, it's time to get chat GPT to write us a new constitution. Yeah, yeah. And on that note... <laughs> Thanks very much for we'll joining s- us, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.